And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sleep Hawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with a big hawk. What's up, everybody? It's a big hawk. Hawk is cold. Hawk is ready for the pod. It's going to be a great episode, though. Yeah, dude. A lot of talk about uh, some good, some bad, some ugly. Um, and I think you know where if you're if you're listening to us and do listen to us, I think you know which is which at this point. But yeah, we're going to get into the uh, just debacle that was Carolina basketball last week. Uh, preview game they're playing tonight. So as you're listening, uh, hopefully it's not three in a row that they dropped. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in the playoffs, dude. Wow, did they deliver? You got uh, all kinds of stuff. Man, it snowed in Raleigh. Uh, hate it. Uh, we'll get into that. And then uh, our old fin- friend Grayson Allen back to his old tricks. So, uh, you know, we may, may touch on that, but we can get into as much of this as we can uh, without getting too long-winded here. And as always, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off and get into the Tar Heels, uh, just two diabolical blowouts last week. Hawk talk. Yeah, sleep. Uh, there's not a lot of optimism coming from these two games. Uh, one thing I will say, this team has a long way to go, but the season isn't over. And to think that a team should peak in late January is not the goal. Um, you know, your goal is to peak right before tournament, but you got to put yourself in position uh, once you do peak to get a good seed, make a run. And then we're kind of fighting that battle right now to even make the tournament. Um, but the optimism that I have, we're 9-0 and at home. We play against Virginia Tech tonight. Uh, but we'll just jump right into it. The Miami game was an absolute disaster. Went down to Miami, got spanked, uh, 57-85. And kind of the theme of the year, we had 13 assists, 14 turnovers. When you have more turnovers than assists, that's not good. Miami had 10 steals. We had one. That's a big stat that stood out to me. That means Miami was super aggressive, uh, playing defense, got us, made us uncomfortable. You know, we didn't do that. They uh, they shot forty six percent from the field goal from you know anywhere on the floor and then they shot forty six percent from the three point land and anytime you shoot forty six percent from the three point uh, line as a team you're on fire and that's tough to do without anybody in the gym yeah and I think they shot better with us playing defense against them than they would if there was nobody in the gym. <laughs> And, you know, it was just a bad night. I mean, we shot 20% from the three-point line, and we were 33% from the field. Um, we didn't play with spirit. We didn't play with energy. You know, these guys, it's tough. It is tough to watch because they brought that same mentality over to Wake. You know, anytime you know, Wake shot 54% from the floor. We had nine assists, nine assists and 11 turnovers. Then you look at the fouls. We had 25 fouls and they had 15. That's just being more disciplined. And um, Wake shot 38% from three-point land, which that's not like – that's not super good, but still, that's uh, that's too much. For this team to really catch its stride, you got to bring a mentality uh, on the road. And this team has struggled on the road. But the like I just said, the optimism is we're 9-0 at home. We know how to play at home. Okay, we're comfortable at home. How do we get ready to play when we're uncomfortable? And how do we get, you know, it's, it's sleep. This is the most disturbing part to me is sometimes it's not like we don't have the talent. It's just like, 
will they will they come out there and play with passion? It's a mindset. I, I seriously think it's a mindset. You know, just watching the games, and this isn't even about X's and O's or what we can do better. Uh, because when you're a more talented team, sometimes it's just about showing up and doing what you do best. Yeah. And that's my thought. Well, and, and I like how we're just kind of grouping these together because there's really no reason to really dissect either one of the games. You just had the sort of same result, right? I mean, we go up 3 nothing at Miami and never – have a lead again. Uh, you know, it was a little close halfway through the first half in wake. And then, you know, they just pulled away. And, and the biggest thing that I see when I watch this team <clears throat> and remember, I mean, we were here just last week, same seat talking about, Hey, you go down to Miami, you're in the top 25. Right. And now all <laughs> of a sudden, buddy, we might not be in the top 50. And I think the thing that I see, I think there's a lot of good players. And we've talked about this before. You, you've mentioned it, that there's, this could be a good team could be a, like, a, a solid good team, but they won't be a great team. And I think the one thing that they're missing, and that's not a knock on it, man. We get on here, dude. I mean, <laughs> I got no ground to stand on here. You're a different story, but like, I think what what they don't have in this team is like that clear, bona fide leader. I mean, with with performance, it's clearly Baycott, right? He's the most reliable guy, <laughs> and he comes out every night and delivers, right? But they don't seem, at least to me, to have um, that one guy where when, you know, the shit's hitting the fan, he gets in the huddle and is like, listen, guys, like, we got to pull it together, and, 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 and then the guys follow him. And again, that's not a knock on any particular player or, or the team in general. Mm -hmm. It's just like great teams have it, and, and, and other teams don't, and yeah. it matters, especially at this level, and especially with young teams and stuff like that. Like, Baycott, I don't know the guy, he seems like just the coolest dude, like super laid back, chill, uh, monster on the court, but doesn't seem like the guy that's going to, like, you know, grab somebody by the collar in the huddle and like, you know, tell them to get it together. And and I mm -hmm. think that's probably the piece that uh you really need in some of these instances where um what do you call I'm not I'm not talking about momentum, but like just the the overall attitude, you know, everybody's sort of like you, you know, know losing faith or whatever. Sleep listen, I talked about this early on and it's a huge aspect in sport and this is just universal. You talk about spirit of a team. Okay, when you have chemistry and you have good spirit and you have energy, that makes a huge difference. That is, you know, if if you don't play a lot, you're a walk on and you're on the bench, having good spirit, okay, is doing your job, okay, pulling for those guys, having good energy. You know, it could be as simple as high-fiving. It could also be uh, showing up to practice with a good attitude and coming out there and doing what you can do to help the team at any time. Okay, when you step on the court, you need to have a positive impact on the game. That's something that these kids need to bring. And this team isn't talented enough uh, for anybody to just to, to really leave their, their footprint uh, in college basketball or on the program. Now, they're capable of doing that. And sometimes, you know, it helps to have a leader. But, you know, it takes a lot of self-awareness. And, you know, it's it's also on everybody. I mean, it's on, it's on yourself. And if you need a leader to show up to a game and compete, that is, uh, you know, you've, you've got to, you've got to find that. Yeah. And sometimes a leader can help when you have guys who come out and compete. You just don't bring it. My brother on rare nights, when I play with my brother, uh, he would cuss me out and mm -hmm. I knew it came from a, I knew it came yeah. from a good place. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, he was taking a personal attack. It was like, you're playing like a, you're playing like a bitch right now. Yeah. And he looked at me right now. I was like, all right. And he was still, he's like, come on, man. And he knew that if he could get me fired up, the intent was for us to win mm -hmm. and compete. 
And that got me going. Yeah. And yeah, that could help. But this is, you know, this comes from, this is internal sleep. And, yeah. you know, we've got a chance to turn it around tonight. That's and it. I'm, I'm always optimistic. And I think we have a chance against Virginia Tech at home, undefeated. I, You know, I can still see this team growing. And don't get disappointed because we got a lot of season left. And we could be, you know, when it's all said and done, a, a good team. And we could also hand K&L on his final game in Cameron. That would be sweet for us. Yeah, it sure would. And, and Tech is a just dumpster fire. So uh, let's hope we can we can pull that together. They're nearly at the bottom of the uh, the ACC. And yeah, to close it out, anybody that's listening that's ever played sports understands what it's like to be on a team where they have a player that can get in somebody's ass and and motivate. And also probably everybody that's played on a played a sport at any level knows when you've got a player on your team that can get in everybody's ass and piss everybody off and make it worse, right? So like you you know it's the difference between the leader and the guy that um you know just and that's like an x factor, man. Like mm-hmm. like that both of those people, the guy nobody likes and the guy that likes are probably, you know, the alpha and the competitor and there's just something about it that'll draw people to others and not uh, to some and not to others. But, you know, not saying that the heels have have the latter of what I just described, but they they certainly don't seem to have the former either somebody that can just really um you know, kind of get people behind them. And it's like, so, so what happens then is when you're, when you just don't have it on, on any given night, mm-hmm. it tends to snowball instead of like, you know, you kind of grit your teeth. In those games, I'm not even saying that that would have like even made it, you know, so they were, you know, in the game, but it would have certainly made it more competitive. And like, dude, it's hard to be getting just drug out there and, and to keep, you know, um, you know, keep your spirits up, but like, you know, the tough teams do that. And, yeah. you know, I think that's what, what, what here you saw in two instances, is it a, is it a sign of a bigger problem? I have no idea, but it's certainly a lack of like toughness and you got to come back now and just like, keep in mind, like the, everything you're playing for now has sort of changed a little bit. I think yeah. in the past week, right? Like everybody in the media is like, Oh, is it time to panic? I know. I mean, it never mm-hmm. was. The expectation was not that we were going to be like a top 10 team, mm-hmm. but what it is time to do is is now be realistic and sort of realign your goals, yep. which now have to be, hey, we gotta fight for fight for the conference. Right, fight for how where we can finish in the conference, and then we're gonna go into the ACC tournament. And then it's gonna mean something, and then we gotta yep. try to get a good seat. And we gotta try to make a run. And I mean, as long as you can get in the tournament, an NCAA season is never lost. Yeah, sleep, and I agree with you. And how you do that is you take it step by step. Okay, you stay present. And um, the best advice I can have is block everybody out. Don't listen to the negative noise outside the locker room, and bring positivity in the locker room uh, wherever you're at and maintain a focus internally and do what you can do to help your team win, okay? Because when it's all said and done, what you do individually is always inferior to what the team needs to accomplish. And if we move in that, I think we'll have a great ending of the year. Yeah, we do. We're 10 and 8. I mean, sorry, we're 12 and 6. I had I had Tech highlighted. Tech's 10 and 8. We're 12 and 6 in the conference. And it's important to remember – or sorry, we're 12 and 6 overall – uh, we've lost three in the conference. We're a game and a half back of Miami and Florida State. Florida St- or Miami's lost five games. Notre Dame, who beat us, has lost six games. Wake Forest, who beat us, has lost four games. Duke's even lost three, right? So it's not like – and granted, like we've had three really ugly losses, and then we've had three against teams that are solid, right? So, mm-hmm. look, at the end of the day, this team is about like Bitcoin, dude. One day you're waking up and you damn – uh, you know, shopping for a, a new car, and then uh, next morning you wake up and you're looking for somebody to buy it from you, right? So, I mean, it, look, it is what it is. Buckle up. We got a long way to go. Um, football, though. Holy shit, man. What a weekend. Um, NFC, AFC, well, those are the divisional rounds. 
You got uh, Joe Burrow outlasting Tennessee. You got the Chiefs game last night. I'll get into that one. Uh, Chiefs outlasting the Bills in what might have been the greatest football game of all time. You got the Rams taking down Tom, Tampa. And then, um, as Big Hawk, I'm sure, is going to point out, the uh, 49ers going to Lambeau. It was literally, dude, it looked like the most miserable weather uh, in the history of our planet. And uh, they, you know, tripped over themselves into the end zone a couple times and wound up knocking out Aaron Rodgers. Previously on Sleep Up Worldwide. San Francisco is going to win at Lambeau. Wow. Period. Wow. Uh, the Bengals Buddy. are going to lose. Aaron Rodgers will get both COVID shots and a booster before they lose to San Francisco at home in the playoffs. Dude, unbelievable. No way. I can't wait to have this debate. We're putting this one up, and we're going to, like, literally, fans here, we're going to see which side you're on. And I'm going to know that if you side with, with the big hawk here, that you're just literally such a lifer fan that you're you like you're incapable of deducting a reasonable um, outcome of a game. There's just no way. I would bet a billion dollars on on Green Bay in that game. There's no way they lose that. Times and wound up knocking out Aaron Rodgers. So now we got an AFC NFC championship game that, if you really think about it, like five years ago, Bengals, Chiefs, 49ers, Rams. So, all you like, you know, fans out there with like really shitty NFL teams that you follow, just keep that in mind. Say those four names out loud and think about five or six years ago. Um, and <laughs> all those teams would have been. Uh, there's a reason they're in there because they got all these great, you know, draft picks with maybe exception of Rams, and they all have Washington football team coaches. You know, there's a couple things they got in common. But anyway, man, it was an insane weekend. It was amazing. Um, the game last night against Kansas City and the Bills, um, Chiefs versus Bills, that was the best football game I've ever seen. Two great quarterbacks going head to head. That could have been the Super Bowl to me right there. That was unbelievable. I don't know. There's a lot of controversy right now about the coin flip and the overtime rules in the NFL. I like it. I like it. Hey, it puts more emphasis on defense. And if you want to win the game, stop them. You know, if if we would have had that sequel of events, um, you couldn't, you know, towards the end of the game, which led to overtime, you couldn't have, you know, written a better story or made something up to, to top this. This was, this was it. And... Josh Allen, man, he might be what a monster. He might be. I don't. I don't know which one I like better, Mahomes or Allen. Dude, I was gonna get into that topic too because, um, I mean, it's a great debate to have between him and then then there's a plethora of other guys. I mean, you got the dude, the quarterbacks that are in the league right now that are young are incredible, and um, you know, you bring up a good point that I want to get back to on the overtime thing, because that's something we didn't write in like our pregame notes, but there's been a lot of, you're right, there's been a lot of talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'm of the mindset. I feel like, and I felt thought they used to do this, but I guess not, is like in the playoffs, um, you know, the sudden death thing is, it adds an element of intrigue, but in reality, it's like you're at such an advantage if you if, yep. if you get the ball first. And I just feel like, what happened there is like, dude, college football, I really think has a great overtime, you know, structure because what you kind of, and I'm not going to say you stole anything from anybody because this, like you said, it was an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you don't get is like more. 
right? You, Dude, they scored 24 points, 24, 25 points in a minute and 54 seconds last night. I mean, it was insane. Mm-hmm. And, and then in overtime, you kind of just knew that whoever was going to get the ball first uh, you know, they're probably gonna win. And, you know, you could have you could have held him to um I mean Kelsey made an incredible catch, right? Mm-hmm. Could have held him to a field goal and you'd have had a shot. And then you gotta believe at that point that but you just hate that like someone as good as Josh Allen didn't get a chance to to have the ball because it would have just been better for the game. But dude, you gotta that was just one of those games that the, as the old saying goes, it just somebody had to lose. It's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way and, it crumbles. You know, here's my thought. You never complain about the Big rules. Hulk loves cookies. Yeah, guys, I there's nobody that eats more cookies than me. I was a fan too now. And so you never go and complain about the rules. Um I thought the Bills could have did a better job defensively. And there's a big argument about whether they should have um, just kind of did like a a short kick instead of just kicking it all the way back um, in the towards the end of the game and giving Mahomes extra time. But um, sleep, I'm a, I I do hate that Josh Allen didn't get a chance to come back in there. But how many times can we go back and forth? I I, I really like how they just boom done. You that game might touchdown, still you're be going on right now as we record this podcast if they had kept going. And and the one thing I'll say, and this is dude, like Josh Allen to me and the Bills in general, like it's weird because they're almost like the Cubs, right? Everybody, well, some people hate the Cubs, but they're just a different different brand. I hate the Cubs. Okay, well, I'm a Cardinals fan. All right, yeah. Um, name one player on the Cardinals right now. Uh, Gaddy Melina. What's his name? Yeah, Pitt- Molina. Yeah, did he Yadier retire Yadier like Malina. a decade ago? I don't know. I couldn't, dude. I can't name it. Stan Musial. Um, so uh, Ozzy uh, Smith. Yeah, Ozzy Smith, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Albert Pujols still here. And so anyway, my 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 point is 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 that you know Allen is so like well after the game they asked him about that and he was like you know what if if she'd been on the other foot we'd have been celebrating too, you know it's just the way it goes and and that's like such a. Um, you know, credible response, I think, from a guy like that that's just got his heart torn out. And he knows, dude. Mm-hmm. He's got to be pissed because he knows if I'd had the ball, we'd have won, right? And, it, and it's totally, totally out of his hands. Uh, to your point, the defense, and I, and I, I, the thing I saw in this one and then um, in, in a couple other games, it might have been – some of those other games that were late, maybe even the Bengals game, where, yeah, you just sort of looked and it's like, dude, you get in those situations late in the game and you you get into this don't lose mentality, right? Instead of being aggressive on defense, you're just like, yo, don't let them, don't let them score. Um, and then what happens? You wind up giving up huge mm-hmm. swaths. Of, I mean, you know, Kansas City had three timeouts. And on that one pass – where I, I can't remember who he threw it to, is it Evans or maybe Pringle or maybe McKinnon or what have you. Like you look and the, the linebackers literally got his back facing the the um the sideline. And I mean, dude, I could have caught this ball and run us in a field goal range. So, you know, you had this sort of mentality where everybody was um, you know, I mean, dude, and, and it was weird uh after Buffalo scored. Guys are all hugging on the sideline. Dude goes for four touchdowns out of nowhere. I mean, uh-huh. making some rich people out of DraftKings nerds. Um, you know, and and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, dude, they're 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 in field goal range. They kick a field goal, and then they get the ball, and it's like same thing. They just keep like three plays touchdown. It was insane. Uh-huh. I agree. 
the the defensive play of the night, sleeping, you brought it up with Diggs <laughs> laying that fan out. Dude, it's I only, just saw that before we came on. <laughs> that's incredible. Only, that's the only defense the Bills played late in the game. Love to see that kid getting up and uh, you know, having to explain to his parents that whole situation. I mean, twenty years old, and dude, look, anybody that's child like you can't do that anymore, right? Because we live in a different time. But uh, the kid is out of the, at a freaking playoff game in the middle of Kansas, and uh, you know it's eight degrees. He's hyped up because his team's going crazy, and it's like, buddy, you don't get that one back, man. You guys out there, some of these games, man, don't sneak that liquor in, man. Just stick to the booze they have in the house. Um, other games were great too. So you got the Bengals, who, and by the way, when I first, you know. We're going to get into – I'm actually going to save that card because I'm going to need it here in a minute. So you got Bengals took care of the, the Titans. Kind of a – you know, Burrow gets sacked nine times. They still win, um, which I think is is cool. Bengals are a fun team to sort of follow. Now, they're going to they're gonna take on – they're going to at Kansas City. We'll learn how good they are uh, next weekend. Rams took care of, of Tampa, and that was almost a, 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 a sort of replay of when Tom came back against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Holy shit. Um, but you know, Rams win that one. Mm-hmm. And then the Niners and, and, and Packers, dude, like, I don't, oh man, if you follow the pod, you know how I felt about that one going in. And I still feel justified in a weird way because of the way they won that game. Like dude, Jimmy Garoppolo, what do you throw for 11 yards? <laughs> and they wound up winning a game. I don't know. In, insane sort of, but is uh, yeah, big Hawk says it, man. That's why you play him. That's why you play him. Listen, Sleep, I can't give you too much um, for this because I picked the – sorry. I just pick, I picked the Titans to destroy the Bengals. I didn't think uh, Joe Burrow could do it in Nashville. So I have that on the pod, um, and I was pretty – I was I was pretty passionate about that pick. I'm but. down a billion, if uh, I recall correctly. <laughs> I wasn't as passionate <laughs> as to put a billion dollars on it. and uh, But I will say – Garoppolo, the temperature on him with the 49er fan base is just a 180 from what it was. And he's not, listen, he's not, you know, upper tier quarterback. I would say he's in between good and decent. Like, I don't, I don't think he's good enough to win. Like, uh, we've seen quarterbacks, if they're a rough physical style football team that can complete these short passes, um, and just be good enough and play mistake-free football, which is a huge deal. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, the 49ers are a tough team. Uh, they have one of the best players in football right now in uh, Debo. They did just beat the, uh, the Rams a few weeks ago, I think. So this is going to be interesting. Um, dude, let me give you Jimmy Garoppolo. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, or I mean, dude, Jimmy Garoppolo, 11-19. 131 yards, no touchdowns, interception, 11.9 QBR, which I don't understand that number because it's always low, uh, 57.1 QB rating. Like, I do think that the average QBR in the NFL is like 75, 80. Dude, this is historically bad. But to your point, it was a shitty weather game, right? A-Rod didn't have any touchdowns either. Um, You know, he was decidedly more accurate, um, but – yeah, dude, it's uh, it's a classic like why you play them. The special teams. If I'm if I'm if I'm Green Bay, dude, I'm I'm pretty pissed at those dudes on special teams because they had what a field goal blocked, then they had the punt blocked in the end zone. They said I think this is the first time it's ever happened in the playoffs. Um, so the only touchdown they scored 
was off a block punt. And then the only, um, yeah, the only other two scores they had were the uh, were the were the two field goals. But you know, it's eleven degrees out there. Ten so. to thirteen. Mm. That is disgusting. And we head into Aaron Rodgers' favorite part of the year, uh, the off season. Yeah, and we get to see this drama. He drama likes the short track to that, doesn't he? Yeah, and he went right to I don't know if I'm going to retire. And yeah. listen, God, man, I loved Aaron Rodgers. He was yeah. like one of my favorite athletes to watch at one point. Man, he could do everything. God, he's good. Man, he's good. But Jesus. Yeah. He makes it hard. He I, does. I, man. He, I, man. I, he makes some points. He's not – I don't know if he's – I don't know, sleep. He's become one of those guys, you know, and he's, you know, he's done. He's done in Green Bay. Uh, there's no – there's no coming back. So I remember – I've been waiting on this ever since we did it. Before the season started, there was talk. You know, he was doing that holdout thing or whatever. And we made a post on our social media. And some guy, some obvious Packers fan came in trolling it. And, buddy, believe me, when he announces, don't think I forgot that because I'm coming back and I'm doing one of those things they put on um, on Instagram where I'm going to call out your comment and just ask you um, how you're feeling about it now. But yeah, to your point, I think Garoppolo reminds me of guys like Trent Dilfer uh, from uh, from Tampa a long time ago, guys like Rex Grossman, guys that – even Flacco. Like, how the fuck did I get to the Super Bowl quarterbacks? You know, um, Garoppolo was supposed to be the man. Um, you know, the year that uh, – no, nah, that was somebody else. But didn't he play a lot the year that Brady got hurt, or was that Matt Flynn? Anyway. It, it was hurt? No, nah, I think he got suspended, right? Well, I think I thought Jimmy G one year got some burn in Tam- in in New England because Brady was hurt. But regardless, I think it was Deflate Gate. He came in while Brady was suspended for oh, four games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I mean, dude, I don't have anything against Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's like, dude, if, guy can dress. If yeah, I mean, he's he's sharp, hanging the gold chain after the game. Um, but yeah, dude, I think um, I'm gonna stick to it. I think uh, I think they get the the shit kicked out of them by the Rams next week. But uh, one thing I want to say, so I speaking of the Rams, before the playoffs started, my Super Bowl pick was the Rams and I think Buffalo. And then I was like, wait a minute, I might not want the Rams anymore. I think I want the Bengals. Well, guess who teams are still left? And I've pretty much, by being indecisive, have given myself two angles at this story because they're not even playing each other. So unless they both lose, which at the rate is going is entirely possible. Um, hell, I might be guaranteed a Super Bowl winner, but, um, I dude, I like the Bengals. I think, uh, it's going to be tough to win because, but I think the chief, I mean, I think the Bengals defense is, is strong. Um, and you know, in a shootout, you got to pick, I mean, you got to roll with the chiefs, right? They're, they're playing incredibly well right now. And then in the other game, I, I just – I mean, the Rams are going to beat the shit out of the 49ers, dude. That that spread's got to be close to a touchdown. And in the NFC Championship game, that's pretty intense. Listen, I'm going to go – I'm going to pick the Chiefs and I'm going to pick the Niners. I don't – I'm not too confident in the Niners, but I'm not going to half-ass it. Yeah, I'm going with the Niners. I think they're uh, physical and rough. And Stafford, I mean, there's still some question marks about him. I know Garoppolo doesn't have the best track record and – but Stafford's caught all this hype, and I bought into it early. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So you're going Niners Chiefs, you said. Niners Chiefs. I, th- I just think Mahomes. I think they're too hot right they're now. They're a seven-point favorite as it stands today. Um, I mean, and it's hard to argue with that one. Let's In see. Arrowhead. Yeah, at home. Um, let's see what the other spread is here while we're while we're at it. Uh, wow, hey. yeah, LA's only a three-and-a-half favorite. So I'll take the opposite, dude. I'm going to go Rams-Bengals. 
I'm gonna put Joe and uh, old Stafford, man. I like that guy. I think he's a good. I think he's a good player. And man, I tell you what, Beckham has sort of had a weird uh, transcendence. Beckham's career right now reminds me of when um, Randy Moss went to New England. Well, when he went to the Raiders. Because remember, he was like Minnesota and just killing it. And then he went to the Raiders and everybody was like, dude, this guy's done. And then he went to New England and just went nuts again. Yeah. And that's kind of like what Odell did with the Giants and then going to the to the Browns and now back. Now, granted, I ain't putting him in the same conversation as old Randy. He's one of my favorite athletes of all time. Uh, I love that guy. He lives in Charlotte. I didn't know that. Does he really? I heard that on, a, on the TV the other day. So, Randy, if you're out there, buddy, welcome here anytime. I don't know how to fish or hunt or all that stuff. He does all that. Man, that's an amazing life. comparison. I, I Yeah, his, his career is like that. They're totally different wide receivers, but yeah. he did kind of have that same route. Went through a, mm-hmm. another team, didn't really fit, and now he's really trying to catch himself. But I think those bonuses on this contract have, <laughs> yeah. have really lit a fire in them. Yeah, um, that'll, that'll get the ball rolling. So, uh, dude, I think it's gonna be awesome. So you got you got uh, Niners at Rams. This is a schedule laid out. You got Kansas City at home against Cincinnati is the early game on Sunday, and then San Francisco at LA at six thirty. So it'll be a broad daylight uh, for that game for both of them, I guess. But yeah, man, again, lining up to be some great games. Um, on that, you got, you know, this whole debate about Rodgers and Brady. Is this it? Do you think this is it? Um, I think – I don't know that Brady l- hangs it up. But, dude, oddly, I would not be surprised. And it really is going to boil down, I think, to whether or not, you know, how the how the organization – and I think if you're the if you're the Bucks, man, you're like, dude, what do you want us to do? Right, bring us, you know, whatever you want. We're gonna, we'll bring you back. I think, I think it's, I'll give it sixty forty that he stays, that he doesn't retire. But I, I feel like it's pretty high odds that that even though he, you, it's hard to imagine him going out without winning. I think, I think he might leave. And then Rogers is really interesting to me. Like I think Rogers, Rogers seems like the kind of guy that'll just retire because he's an asshole, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I like Aaron Rodgers, but like I could see Rodgers going somewhere else. I could see him going to another team. Remember, there was all that talk before the year of him maybe going to uh, to play for the 49ers. Yeah, and I so I'm trying to think what teams could use a quarterback. So here's my personal thoughts. Um, I think Tom Brady is closer to retiring than Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers retires. I think he wants to go. His personality, I think he wants to go to a different team and win a Super Bowl and rub it in Green's, Green Bay's face. Um, now, I'm thinking of the teams just my just coming off my – straight off my dome. You know, I think Washington, yeah. um, 49ers, uh, obviously. Um, Miami. Miami could use him. Uh, I'm Listen, if I'm Arizona – I wouldn't mind signing uh, Rodgers. And I know they have uh, – Kyler uh, Murray. Kyler Murray, who, by the way, had a good year, but his performance in the playoffs, uh, that didn't meet the, t- the T-hands you know eye test. You know who uh, Murray reminds me of a lot? And, and he's he's less athletic, but it's like kind of like Michael Vick. Speaking of like trajectory – you know, he's a great player. He's going to win a lot of games in the regular season. He can make so many things happen, but there's just like some of that poise and like decision making. And like, you know, at a certain point in the playoffs, like you got to play it safe sometimes and you mm-hmm. have to be deliberate in your decision making. And, and guys like Vic, you know, as electric as that guy was, another awesome player. Um, 
just didn't quite have it. And, um, and so, yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's actually a, a, a good take. You know, you're talking about Seattle, um, you know, I think they're too much of a rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's going to like want to go there. You know, Chicago's got Justin Fields. Even the Jets have uh, what is Zach Wilson? You know, <laughs> dude, what <laughs> the Giants, bro? What if he went to the Panthers? Holy shit, man! This whole this whole state would uh would lose their mind. I, I just don't think the Panthers are in line. For they don't have the market con- for it. They're not to be take a contender him. again. He's yeah, he's the same thing. Rebuild and the same thing. Now, now Washington is interesting because Washington is not bad. Um, there's a, for a number of reasons. There's there's tr- plenty of reasons they not have a good to go defense, there. Right? They got they they supposed to they're supposed to have a good defense. It's just I don't understand what their what their deal is. They have a solid offensive line, but one of their best offensive linemen is is probably going to leave in free agency. The big thing in Green Bay is like I, I was listening to this the other night. They got something like forty million dollars in cap space, and like Aaron Rodgers' contract is like forty four or forty six, and they still and and Devontae Adams is a free agent too. Mm-hmm. So so I, they're I just in, don't see him come back. They're they're in they're about to enter a rebuild phase. And honestly, the way it is right now with all this drama, if if I'm in Green Bay, I let them walk. Yeah. And I just come to a conclusion: Hey, let's go our separate ways. We're going to start our rebuild. And this Green, I might get a lot of backlash for this. Um, I I'm honest. I would try to trade uh, Kyler Murray and get him out of Arizona and get a rod right there. If I could get God. that deal done, could you imagine him and Hopkins? Yeah, Hopkins, Watts. Holy crap. I mean, they've got they've got pieces, and they're not that far off. I could see that. I could see him going to the 49ers as well. I think he's still bitter about them passing him in the draft, Uh, but especially him being from Cali. You know, we can see Tom Brady. I would love to see him play. It just feels like the NFL needs Tom Brady. It's just like at this point, we're so used to seeing him play. uh, I would hate not to see him on the field. And I – Guys, I love watching uh, Tom Brady play football. I like these uh, big quarterbacks that can really throw the ball. I like uh, the Herbert kid from um, for the Chargers. I think the way he throws and how big mm-hmm. he is, I think he just looks like a quarterback. I like watching that football. Denver and the Saints. Those are the other two that I see here that could potentially make sense. Well, the Saints, I think they're uh, – yeah, you make a good point. The, I could see that. The Saints has some pieces, and Denver – I'm just not. I'm not sold on Denver. Well, Denver's got a solid like run game and everything. And and the biggest thing I think is is you get you get a guy like Rodgers at a place a mid tier team. And dude, even Cleveland, they're talking about getting Mayfield. I, that's that's a huge Zero long chance. shot. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. These Pittsburgh. guys, they, these guys are too far along in their career yeah. to go to a <laughs> Cleveland or a Pittsburgh. Well. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, those places suck. Uh, they sorry. suck. Why sorry would if you're the one of the best players uh, in the world? Why would you go to a market like that? Yeah, I mean, and that's no, that's not a knock. I mean, they didn't draft him. Oh, you see, most a knock, but yeah, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> well, it's but a, a worthy one. Yeah, I mean, well, why didn't why didn't Tom Brady? <laughs> if you've go ever there? been there, you understand. Yeah, I mean, not a knock because people are nice, but I don't want to live there. Um, yeah, and, and you could also see him going somewhere. You know, that's a mid tier team. That can draft a guy like I mean, imagine a situation where Rodgers goes to a team that drafts, and, and I'm only saying I'm only using Sam Howell because I'm obviously we obviously know so much about him, but a place where someone else can do what Aaron Rodgers did, which is stay behind him for a couple of years and learn the ropes. And like I don't I I just blows my mind that the level of investment that these teams make in these quarterbacks, that that approach, which is just proven to work 
right? Tom Brady was a backup. Aaron Rodgers was a backup. Probably Drew Brees was a backup. Like, I mean, these guys backed up other quarterbacks and then played. Um, and, and there's others that I'm sure I could name. I'm just blows my mind that more teams don't do that. And Aaron Rodgers is the guy that gives you the opportunity to do that. You bring him in, you know, they drafted Jordan Love and that just kind of pissed him off. But I think if like you're, but he didn't know, apparently, like apparently he just had no idea. And instead of going to him and saying, Hey dude, we're going to get this guy. We're going to put him behind you, which, you know, is kind of what they did when he came in. They they didn't apparently, but if but I, I think if you're on the straight up with Aaron and you say, "Hey, dude, we're gonna bring you in here. You know, we want you to stay as long as possible, but we're gonna put you on a two year deal with a third year option, and we're gonna bring in a, a Sam Howell or whoever. Pick your quarterback, yeah. and uh, he's gonna be the heir apparent. We want you to show him the ropes. Um, I think I think that's a good setup. Yeah, and sleep. I think the there's more of an emphasis in the NFL right now on quarterbacks. Yeah. And I think teams are taking more of a gamble early and they're seeing this progression of Mahomes, even Mahomes, uh, you know, he shadowed somebody. I forgot who it was. I think he went to Washington, yeah, but he, he was behind Alex Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Smith was, I mean, he was a solid, he was, he was a winning quarterback. Yeah. He could win, didn't make mistakes. Kind of remind me of Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this, um, these these teams are taking too much of a risk, and I agree with you. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing how go and kind of like learn from Aaron Rodgers the way that Tom Brady and these others guys yep. do. And I don't know how long these these teams can throw these top picks away and just waste them on you know quarterbacks that they think are going to be good. I mean Miami's in a tough situation. Arizona, even though he looks good, I mean when he gets to the playoffs, you got to have. Yeah. You know, somebody you can rely on. Uh, the Bears, they're in a shit show. Matt Nagy, he was one of the worst coaches in the NFL history. Yeah. And he, I'm not sold on fields either. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand how you get get the most out of him. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I think it's going to be an interesting offseason uh, for some of these guys. Best quarterback left in the playoffs, go. Uh, best quarterback, uh, Stafford. Ooh, above Mahomes. Yeah, that's a no, 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 no. Mahomes. Okay, Mahomes. Very wrong. Mahomes. I think uh, I'm going Joe Burrow. I mean, dude, Mahomes is sort of like an obvious pick. It's like it's hard not to to go there. I probably should have said currently the best quarterback. The better argument would have been if we had thought of this beforehand. Is like the best quarterback in the playoffs, right? Well, I guess Herbert didn't make it either, dude. There's a lot of great quarterbacks. I, dude, I'm so high on Joe Burrow. And honestly, I talk about how Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. But I like him. Well, like I love Burrow, and he's kind of like <laughs> sometimes at those press conferences. I'm like, buddy, it's all good right now because you guys are riding high. <laughs> but you get your damn, uh, you know, your nose pushed in one time, and uh, you, some of these hot takes you got ain't gonna look so good. But I'm, I'm a big Burrow guy, and uh, that's the game I'm looking forward to probably the most. Um, the only other thing to touch on in <laughs> in the NFL, this is what is like if you haven't already, like AB uh, just just trolling uh, Tampa. They somebody superimposed that picture of him doing jumping jacks across the end zone with his shirt off, and it said something about like Bucks eliminated, and he posted it on his Instagram. That dude, he don't want to play no more because there's one thing we know for sure is ain't nobody picking that guy up. Except maybe Washington, that would be um, pretty. Man, far he's the not going to play. He's Dude, too much of a liability. What a, what a dumbass! I don't, I don't know why he does that. Anybody that has a chance to play with Tom Brady and could be one of the best wide receivers in the history of the game that can't put their ego beside. I mean, good God, man! Yeah. I mean, he probably could have won him the game. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of talk of that too. And I'm like, dude, honestly, there's a limit. There's a limit, man. If you uh, 
if you want to win that bad, you got to, I don't know, man. I, I, I'd rather lose without him than win with him, be 100% honest with you. Snow, dude, how do you feel? So you're from the Midwest. We're going we're gonna to close on this, and then we're going to close on uh, or we'll close on this and uh, Mr. Allen here. But, dude, it snowed like three inches here, and it is two days following it. I'm looking out the window. There is no snow to be seen anywhere, and schools are still on two a two-hour delay today. Um, dude, I hate the snow. What are your feelings on it? Do you you – I don't know. I get paranoid because I watch the local news, and any times there's a snow uh, storm coming through, they make it up like Katrina's about to hit us. <laughs> Bro, um, they acted like we might get like 12 inches of snow, and I mean, I'm not sure we got 12 centimeters. Sleep. I mean, I have all this, like, man, this is, I had space heaters out. Mm. I was ready for electricity to go out. I bought into the news, mm. and, you know, it was just some flurries, and I got up. It, it stuck. It stuck on the road. I was one of the only people on the road. I was laughing. I was like, this is how we deal with it here. It's uh, unreal, man. Every time it snows here, anybody that's from here knows. Anybody that's not from here, dude. You, and, and the funniest <laughs> thing I have about the snow is everybody acts like the thing. You have a truck, so it's south. Okay, the South, the car, like if they're, you know, state birds and stuff like that, the state car of, of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, like all all those whole quadrants of the South is a truck, period. Um, and people think that truck equals know how to drive in the snow. So like you're driving out and dude, I don't care what anybody says. Like there's a level of common sense that can really help you get by in the snow, which is slow down a little bit. Don't slam on the brakes, these types of things. <laughs> but everybody just sort of acts all high and mighty about their vehicle making them. Oh, I got a four wheel drive. That uh, I don't give a shit, dude. <laughs> these people cannot drive, and the dude in the truck is just humming out there on the forty. Just I mean, just mowing them down. And guess what? Cars you see piled up on the bank over there is like some dude Tommy's F one fifty sitting up there on three wheels because uh, he had pack a patch of ice. It, people piss me off in the snow, dude. People piss me off in the sunshine out here on the roads in Raleigh. But people are morons. I agree with you, sleep. And I watched the news. The damn. The snowplow was in the ditch, and he thought I, – I don't know what he was thinking. He, I mean, you get the snow off the uh, the concrete or the street, there's going to be maybe a level of ice underneath. So just slow down a touch. Just because you get it off the road doesn't mean it still can't be slick. Do you see the, 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 uh, the, the news reporter? She's standing there covering the news, and some dude's car – thank God she was okay. Car slides off the street. I don't know if it was here in Raleigh or somewhere else, but plows right into her. Knocks her I up. thought that was the dumbest thing. I know oh. what you're talking about. Why would you cover – like on the side oh of God. 40, we're sitting here watching the traffic, mm. and hey, the roads are slick. What God in the kind bless. of – Yeah, it's – use well, common sense. it is a funny story. So I, um, I live in an apartment – Com, uh, building downtown and they had come out and they like snow shoveled the sidewalk up to like basically the width of our building well on the side of our building there's this little dog park where you can take your dog and go to the back. it's a very convenient thing to have in a building downtown so i mean my dog finley old mascot sleep hawk worldwide mascot she's down here somewhere man about 5 a.m she's ready to go every morning so uh, one reason sleep Hawk got his name is because, you know, when your dog wakes you up about four thirty five o'clock every morning, you get tired when these games come on it, you know, past sundown. And so um, I'm walking out there, and the problem is it's got one of these little magnetic latches to get into the gate. And Finley is a dog, man. She is like Pavlov's theory is like that guy. I want to shake that guy's hand because he nailed it, man. Dogs, they are like rinse, repeat, dude. They get it in their head, and there's no change in their mind. 
So she's got it, dude. You, she could walk there herself if you know I wasn't here to take herself out. So we get up to this gate, and the gate won't open because the latch is frozen shut. And I'm oh like, oh God. shit! And then they had stopped uh, the snow shovel. And there's no, I mean, like you go back and she's got nowhere to go. That's all sidewalk, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yo, I'm ready to roll. So she's literally, my dog is, she's like 80 pounds. And so I, I'm, it's, dude, it's five in the morning. I got on like every pair of clo- thing of clothes I own. And I'm literally, she's pulling me up the sidewalk to try to get to a patch of grass. And I'm like literally doing everything I can. I'm like Chaz Michael Michaels trying not to bust my ass on the ice. And uh, we made it, but it was it was kind of funny because I'm like kind of pissed at her. But at the same time, she's like, dude, I got to go, you know. So uh, snow just is a huge inconvenience. Everything's a mess. Your car is dirty. People sliding all off the roads and stuff. And then and on top of all of it, it's cold. Gotta, like when you got to go, you got to go. Get period. rid of it, man. Yeah, um, yellow snow. Anyway, Grayson Allen got suspended for fouling some dude too hard. It's just par for the course. He had a shit-eating grin on his face when he left. He probably the dude's out six to eight weeks. Caruso. He had surgery, broke his wrist, and Allen suspended for one game. One game. One game. He's How did you his... feel about the foul? Uh, the foul was hard. Um, obviously, probably suspension was due. Um, but you know, to make Allen the poster child of. Uh, you know, we're going to set an example. The example should have been set a while ago. Yeah. Um, I don't think he should. Yeah, it was a cheap, sh- it was a dirty play. And uh, I'll be interested to see if he owns up to that and admits to it. That would make me actually gain him some respect and say, hey, I shouldn't have done that. But the repercussions uh, for Caruso will be much, I mean, this is going to be much more different. Mean, his path is, he's got to go through rehab. Yeah. He's got to have surgery. He's a fringe player too. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, you just you just think here, um, all right, well, the consequence of Allen is so, I mean, so little. The real, yeah, I feel, I feel for Caruso. I do too, and here's the thing, man. And it's a weird thing when Duke players get into the NBA, it's like they're less Duke players right like like you don't hate duke players quite as much when they don't have the uniform on and grayson allen's one of the all-timers man like he's top five most hated duke player carolina people it was a hard foul you know it was bad foul the repercussions of it uh have fallen the way they may but i you know i watched it several times and it did not look malicious to me like it's one thing if you're a hustle player and you kind of maybe have instances of like losing a little bit of self-control and go a little overboard and i think he has a tendency to do that i don't think he was like i'm trying to hurt this guy i think it was dirty yeah in well, my opinion, oh, okay. I thought it was dirty. Well, you, hey, your weight, your I, your opinion carries a hell of a lot more weight than mine. But sleep, that's not the point. Is there's been there's been dirty fouls too. Yeah. And why do we pick Grayson Allen to say, hey, you like you? That's not acceptable. We're going to punish you. There's there's been other fouls this year that uh, you know the the cheap shot on uh, Jokic. Yep. Uh, in Miami. Yeah. That was pretty dirty. Yeah, that to was me, a real – I mean, know, dude, Marquis Morris is still out. They should. Yeah, like 30 you know, games. Why would missed. you Why would you hit somebody like that and not expect for him to just yeah. be like, hell yeah, man, hey, you're good. No, that's uh, – I, I see. I mean, yeah, we should have ended it there. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, it's easy not to like Grayson Allen, so it's not going to feel sorry for like the guy. Him. But uh, But, yeah, anyway. Uh, anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.